Hi everyone and welcome to Tom Sawyer Tuesday, May 18th, 2017. Have you ever felt like you were carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders and didn't realize it until it bore down on top of you? Have you ever sadly or strangely found yourself somehow pinned down by illness or distraught by not meeting your schedule? This week we'll be exploring this challenging but benevolent territory as we delve into the beauty of limits, knowing them, and from there firmly standing on a foundation of self-knowledge, continue the climb. It is said that whenever there is something of looming importance, we either get it done early or wait until the last minute. Failing to plan is planning to fail, the old adage we dread but must respect. But what if you are the queen or king of the last minute, someone that utterly triumphs over every deadline, performs at their best under pressure, and succeeds every time in the face of all odds? Well, good point, but succeed at what cost? It was said that Frank Lloyd Wright drew his best plan one hour before the client's arrival, and while the argument can be made for the success of such practices, there is another side of the coin, underestimating time. While we tend to overestimate ourselves, we forget that there is something more rigid than our own rogue tenacity, and that is time. It is time with relation to health that either strikes a balance or creates a disease. Could there be a better or simpler way to understand how to prioritize our lives? A principle that could act as a powerful decision-making tool to help us choose more definitely when faced with a tempting commitment? Saying no to one thing means saying yes to another. Craig Collins, CEO of Yes You Can Read Now. Preparing for a very important event, I found myself saying yes to many other things. It wasn't until the crucial window of time getting ready everything done on time, that one extra commitment landed me in bed for 24 hours. That's right, being the yes granted me a no. No energy, no appetite, and no excuses. I laid there trying to stand up and do work, but I couldn't. There was something, some sort of virus that had infected my system. Do you know what animals do when they feel don't feel well, Nate? Said Hans, my good friend and consultant at Antoko. They lay down, I said. That's right, said Hans. And do you know when they get back up? When they feel better? Ah, exactly, he replied. My adrenaline kept kicking in as I said decidedly, I have to keep going, this is just too important. Why didn't you do it sooner then, I thought to myself. Hmm, well, there's no time for silly questions like that now, is there? Everything happens for a reason, and perhaps... It was time to merely embrace the pain of the lesson at hand. I thought of Napoleon Hill in a quote I once read as I laid there struggling to even use my utensil to eat the rice at my bedside. With every failure comes the seed of equal or greater success, Napoleon Hill. Time bore on and finally I decided it was time to take Han's advice and just sleep. Before closing my eyes, I thought of my mentor waiting these journals in California for this huge conference ranked number one on Inc. Magazine's Conferences of the Year's list. He says, When shit happens, use it as fertilizer. Greg Reed, author of Stickability. The next morning came, and I was somehow cured of whatever was ailing me. Utterly grateful for the strength to get back to work and continue moving towards my objective, I vowed to capitalize on the lesson. I had been listening to The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand the day before and thought I would check out Atlas Shrugged as Ayn Rand's message was speaking to me. 
often curious to the message of the book's peculiar title, I found it on tape and continued poring over my work. In a moment, I stood up to tend to a whistling tea kettle on the stove. I glanced out the window in eager excitement of the adventure that lay ahead the following day as I would soon be crossing the Rockies into California with a wish to make this trip a brilliant success. At that second, the audiobook was describing the large Greek god Atlas holding the earth on his shoulders. What followed fit my current sentiment. I breathed, sipped, and shrugged. The narrating voice said, If you saw Atlas, the giant who holds the world on his shoulders, if you saw that he stood, blood running down his chest, his knees buckling, his arms trembling, but still trying to hold the world aloft with the last of his strength, and the greater of his effort, the heavier the world bore down on his shoulders, what would you tell him? I don't know. What could he do? What could you tell him? To shrug. Anne ran, Atlas shrugged. While shrugging here may seem quite dramatic, perhaps it can mean telling ourselves a different story about our current circumstances. Letting the scales of weight we're giving to one thing become more balanced as we gather perspective on the other. Ah, life is but a dream, a delicate one. Perhaps if we can become brilliantly aware of our limits, we can consciously outwit them by working less and relaxing more. After all, Tom Sawyer would approve. Yours truly, Nathan. Get lost to find yourself. And as always, thank you for listening.